0: everybody thanks for jumping on with us again uh kbn live after hours back with you after a, a week of poor wi-fi and being out of town so thank you guys for for getting back on here uh before we get going i want to take a second and give a uh, shout out to scott schrader one of the kayak anglers on this page from Il- Uh, from iowa Uh, i saw him at toc last week i threw a little picture up right here Uh, this week he he lost his dad Um, we all have somebody out there that probably taught us to fish uh, whether it was a dad an uncle a a grandpa whatever Uh, and when you lose somebody like that it's 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 difficult for the whole family so thoughts and prayers out to him Um, everybody uh, you know keep him in your thoughts and prayers going forward Uh, As you see down here on the the bottom right of the screen, Nate Glory is with us. Nate, thanks for jumping in.
1: Yeah, Uh, thanks for having me. I
0: know you had a huge weekend. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, And Before we do that, we're going to start off talking about some of the wild uh, social media posts we got into this week. So let me see if I can get that first one up here. Shane, Ryan, how y'all doing tonight? Sorry to leave you hanging last week with the uh, choppy everything
2: that's <laughs> all right we struggled through it man we missed you but we, yeah. we made it through.
0: yeah i was down there giving my butt kicked on lake fort <laughs>
1: Ouch. all
0: right so first one this isn't from our page but i but i put it over here just this has come up before i scratched the guy's name out just because i don't want to throw any shade on him but this is a, a social media post raising money for KBF National Championship in March to be able to go. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing. Uh, what is that? What do y'all think? Uh,
2: I, I mean, I don't know. Like, if, if I, I don't, I don't know how to address that. Really, like, if you ain't, if you ain't got the money to come up with uh, with your own entry fee, there, there may be some big issues you need to think about. And fishing over weekends, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean it is a huge expense to go and do that every year, but it's something that we all work hard and set aside our, our time and money and you know plan ahead for it financially and otherwise.
0: Plasma, you know, plasma, what? whatever it takes, right? Yeah. <laughs> donors, <Herodotus.
3: laughs> blood, semen, all that.
0: <laughs> Whoa. No, oh. not at the same time, right? No, (laughs) you got to get that looked at. You You got to keep those separate. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, I hope that guy makes it. I thought that was kind of an odd post, so I thought we might want to kick it around or hear what the crowd thought. But you know, we all grind all year, and it is expensive to get to these things. Uh, Chase says sell lures to Jim. I don't know about all that. Um, He's still
3: working. He's not really in a position to to be buying right now he's
2: yeah, yeah jim jim doesn't fish much at all anyway and i mean he just he just got that toledo bench he ain't gonna blow it all on lures i don't think he's all still he, good. He did just he's just gonna six game. arkansas plane tickets he's sitting on right
0: now oh, wait uh all right next one this got shared the other day by uh i don't remember who put it up but it's the yak angler awards Uh, I know we all kind of laugh about it and talked about KBN getting on there. And and sure enough, we got nominated. We're on there. We're actually at the top of that list.
3: I mean, KBN is a legit nomination for Forum of the Year.
0: I mean, that'd be like
2: Fox News being at the top. Of course, of course we're at the top.
3: (laughs) We are are the fake news of uh, kayak fishing.
0: The realest (laughs) fake news on uh, kayak fishing websites, right?
2: Yeah. Have you seen just just to expand on that topic? Have you seen their Angler of the Year runnings?
3: Oh, there's uh, the list of who's who.
2: It's made up of approximately five Ike. anglers. It's it's in there. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. I love it. It's fun every year. It is. So every year, better and better. Are,
1: are the final results out?
2: No, no, no. it's just the nomination.
3: Okay. There's like 10, you know, 10 tiers that'll keep going lower and lower. Right. It's just the next, um, the next group. Of-
2: Not lower in quality, but lower right. in numbers. Right, right. Sure.
0: <laughs> and I always find it funny because there's an odd mix, like for the angler of the year, there's guys and, and ladies that are legit, you know, cash and check anglers every week. And then some people you've never heard of, some people that, Maybe you yeah. just have a social media deal. I don't know. I, you know, it's re- it really varies who's on there.
3: I think a lot of the, the right names are on the list, but there's a lot of names. It's like just the same names every year that maybe whoever's voting just know of, you know, popularity contest. Right. And then, like you said, some folks that you just have no idea.
2: Some are fishing for fish, some are fishing for likes. It. it you know, I mean, it's all, all yeah. on what you're looking at, all on what you're angling towards, if you will.
3: Right. Some are looking for likes but aren't getting them.
0: Don't do that, bro. <laughs> I got you. Um, it'd be nice if they actually separated it and did uh, tournament angle You know, we talked about that: a tournament yeah. angler of the year versus an ambassador of the year, or something like that. You know, two different right. Teams. That
3: really could be two different lists. I mean, there's there's people that have absolutely dominated competitively all year long, but there's others that. Um, I'm not a part of the competition, but I've just been stewards of the sport. And there are some like you know, Christine and AJ that have done both. Right. Uh,
0: What else we got? You guys had a few things you want to touch on. I know Ryan had uh, something that went down on the social media world you wanted to bring up, didn't you?
2: Yeah, so uh, (laughs) Nick Dreyer made a uh, (laughs) – He, he made a he made a pretty funny post right before he went on. I, it's hard not to mention he he's asking how many times uh, Mike McKinstry was going to pop up in his timeline in a day. If there was some kind of requirement or, or or limit on that, Mike, I don't know if you're on here, but if, if you want to comment on if, if there is a minimum requirement, we would love to know what that what that looks like.
3: You, you got to be hitting it, man.
0: <laughs> Overachiever. Mike's grinding. He's out there in uh, Carolina. In that, that glow in the dark boat doing things or, or somewhere wherever he was,
2: He's he's, the- home. he's, he's heading home. He's I heading saw home.
0: Basquatch, oh, okay. Coffee, Basquatch
2: Coffee Basswatch Coffee fifty eight just a minute ago. He's All he's right. on. I got you.
0: Um, what else? What else going on this week out there? I didn't catch a lot since I was gone and had spotty signal obviously.
3: We had uh, about the best time you can have. Fishing on uh, Chickamauga Saturday, man. We had, what, 20 guys?
2: Yeah, it was a good crowd. Man. From all over, from all over the place. Like, everybody came in for some reason. I don't know why. You can sit and listen, want to?
0: That leads me to another question, which is, why don't you Southeast guys go to the TOC?
3: Uh, it's in Texas, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If they can go in,
3: in Texas. That's my big
2: thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. You don't like Texas? Uh, I mean, there's a long way
2: between between here and there. We got like a lot of good places to fish right here, so it's hard to to drive out there.
3: <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, we got chick, we got chick right down the street. Uh, they ain't, they ain't really moving that, so
0: I trying to hear that shit. No, what
3: are the, what are the qualifiers, Jeff?
0: Uh, you have to either or, have won a large tournament, be top five AOY in A O Y in a trail that's applied. Uh, what are you talking about? say what
3: are you talking like that with you
0: with my mic, it's in my mouth no i didn't think you could hear me so top five aoi like locally or have won a large tournament regionally uh finished prior year in the in the i think it's top five to get back there so it's a select amount from each club
2: that's why we haven't been jeff
0: oh i got you Yeah. (laughs)
2: yeah i mean that's pretty simple
0: yeah, but there's an open on Friday. So next year, y'all come on over there and, and try to get in.
2: Oh, okay. Right.
1: Yeah, I'll probably
2: actually. Go ahead and write that down. I'll, I'll see got, you. Didn't right.
1: they? What's that? This year, I think everybody got through. Did. Attended
2: the did. O- oh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's uh, those, those kind of qualifiers. Now, no, here, listen to this. Listen to this. So they were going to take the top 20. And out of 30 guys, I think uh, 21-0. So they all tied for top 10. Wait a minute,
2: so why do I want to drive out there? The challenge, the
0: challenge challenge of the tournament.
2: (laughs) The challenge. No, that sounds like that tournament Shane won, that Rocky blind draw tournament where nobody caught a fish. They just threw nothing for the
0: winner. Well, we'll talk to Nate here in a minute. Some people did catch them, caught quite a few. Okay, real quick.
3: Uh, I introduced my mother. Hi, hey, I, miss um, I miss you.
1: I miss you. My
2: right, settle down.
0: <laughs> all right. I still, I'm still on a pizza date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, with all that said, and and all that that went down on social media, um, we've got Nate on it here, and it, this guy two days of of solid fishing and won the tournament of champions. So congrats, Nate. Thanks for getting on here with us. Uh, You know, go go ahead and just tell us a little bit about how you got down there and and what led you to uh, the success at that tournament.
1: Well, I mean, I think for anybody, you know, or a lot of people the tournament champions, it's that tournament at the end of the year, just to kind of like, you know, finalize everything. It's, it's it's the last big one of the year and and like all year you know i think everybody looks forward to it uh for myself it was the kind of like the second big tournament of the year for me the first one being the national championship and and so you know all year you know i'd look forward to that tournament so i took off some extensive time for work you know and i went down with josh workman we left uh friday october 26th and uh we were down there we got down there we stayed in tulsa oklahoma at his grandparents house um had an awesome breakfast to wake up to great hospitality um got down to saturday and we hit water as soon as we got Um, and that first that first evening uh where i had actually fished for most of the first spot that we had gone to um and we had an awesome time that night josh had missed an absolute giant on the frog uh the bass were in the back bay just blowing up on shad all evening and uh <clears throat> when we had see it go down I threw a topwater spook in there I hit like a 16 Josh threw in I think he might have been throwing a buzzbait um or maybe a frog I'm not entirely sure what he was throwing but he hit a 195 um and so we thought the whole lake was just going to be on fire you know so we spent we spent an entire week uh chasing bass in all parts you know in all all different areas of Lake Fork and and i mean me personally i struggled josh did did fairly well on a number of days um found some better fish uh but it was still it was you know slim pickings throughout you know the entire week and
0: it was easy to get down
1: on yourself you know i mean i know that i had checked off the water uh i think it might have been like thursday that we had the high winds um josh Uh, Josh, (laughs) he's a lake Fork slaying crappie you know with four-foot rollers coming up over his kayak and um you know it was you know leading up to it it was tough you know going into the tournament and, and uh you know when the tournament you know started and and we're on our way to the ramp you know I had no idea where I was going to go to be honest with you and and you know I, I suppose instinct kind of kicks in at that moment and you just you go to where you had caught fish you know and, and that's what I did and um saw a spot you know underneath of that bridge there's there was rock there and, and throughout fishing, you know, fork over the last, you know, week, you know, we had covered a lot of water. I mean, our knees were hurting. Uh, shoulders were killing. It was, it was a grind out there, you know, and, and doing all of that for very few bites, it's, it's tough. And, um, you know, that was the one spot that I had seen on fork that didn't have any vegetation on the rocks at all. Um, and so I just kind of thought, you know, like maybe they're hitting on it, you know, and they, and they were. So it was, you know, I think anybody could have stumbled into something like that. You know, it's fork. I think it's known for that, you know. Oh, so.
0: yeah. Um, you know, I was there as well. And, and, and you know, I, I talked to you, I think, at the restaurant one day. It was kind of a roller coaster a few days. I was on them in pre-fishing. And then what I had disappeared, and I think a lot of people had that story. It was, you know, they were yeah. there one day and gone the next. So to find a deal like that was pretty special, I bet.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know, so, so when I had seen that, you know, I had a, I had a wacky rig senko tied on. I had decided that, uh, the day before it caught a couple of fish on it, smaller fish, nothing big. Um, I had just thrown it up on the weed edge line and then just kind of pulled it off of it and just let it, you know, fall down the weed edge line. Uh, caught a couple of bass doing that. Uh, missed a couple, you know, which I think are probably the smaller fish. Um, and so when I got back there, there was a little bit, there's, there's some brush on the left and the right as we kind of entered that bridge underneath of there. Um, I threw it up right next to that brush in the rock right on the rock with that, uh, wacky rig sanko. and day, day one, it was, you know, first cast in there, I hit one, uh, second cast in there, I hit one. And it was, um, at that moment that I was just like, you know, something in me in, in me told me to just pick up that square bill and throw it. And, you know, when I did, it just, it was instant. It was, it was a hot and heavy bite for a long time. Um, you know, and so then going into day two, you know, day, day third or day one, uh, I got to remember his name here. Uh, was it Luke Lane? Um, was that, was that, is that right? Luke? Yeah. Lane Grant. Yeah. I Lane Grant. So. There yeah. you go. Lane had like an 11 and a half inch lead, um, on, on myself and third, um, the guy absolutely crushed it. You know? So I think going, you know, you know, going home back to the cabin that night, you're, you're thinking, man, he's going to get on him again, you know? Um, and then you had that, that gentleman in second and I was sitting in third and, you know, I went to bed knowing that somebody's fish was going to move, you know, and, and something was going to change for, for one of us three. I knew it was kind of us three up there at the top. And, um, then I wake up in the middle of the night at about 1230 and, uh the whole room's lit up with lightning, you know, I can hear the rain pounding on the tin roof and I'm I'm thinking in my head, like, oh my gosh, my fish are gone. You know. Um that was right where the creek channel was feeding in. Um I was like, There it's just gonna be mud when I get back up there. It was already stained compared to the first evening that we were there. And uh so then, you know, day two comes. Um obviously we had the daylight savings time. Did that affect you at all?
0: no i couldn't sleep anyway I got, I got i had david Cruz in my room snoring like a freight train i don't know if he's watching this you know <laughs>
1: so so we have we've got daylight savings time which you know day one the launch time um was seven a.m or yeah seven a.m and then day two the launch time was six a.m so uh i set my alarm and everybody else in our cabin marty hughes david thompson and josh and myself. Each one of us set our alarms for five thirty. Um, none of us, none of us caught it, you know. And so that morning, I wake up and, and uh, look at my phone, and I'm, I just kind of open Facebook, and I'm browsing, and I hear Josh finally wake up. And so I asked Josh, I said, you know, do our phones change automatically? And he goes, Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually five thirty. And I was like, Oh, okay, sweet. And so I'm laying there for like another like fifteen seconds, and Josh goes, Hey, don't we launch at six today? And dude, I lost my mind. Like, I have never gotten out of bed so quick before. Um, gathered all of my stuff. And Josh, Josh was really stand up. He, uh, he didn't even, you know, worry about getting his tackle or his gear or anything like that. Um, he just hopped in the truck and, and took me to the ramp. Um, unloaded, I had uh, 12 minutes to go when we got there. Um, unloaded, I was on the water with about a minute to go. And when that clock hit six on Sunday, dude, I was gone um i didn't let my my hoagie go underneath uh six miles an hour it was i needed to get back there and i needed to see what was going on and um getting back there you know it was uh it was pretty surreal once once i finally got to the spot because i knew it was you know they're either here or they're not but i was gonna live or live or die on that spot um just how good it was on day one you know i caught 25 fish
0: and
1: uh, 25 to 30 fish and a lot of them were shorts sure of them. um
0: Hey, and then, uh, Nate, what was the water temp up that way out of curiosity? Because I've been up in some of the other creeks.
1: If I remember right, I would start out in the mornings, you know, at about 64, 63 to 64. Um, and then by mid afternoon, it'd get to 67. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but then that, and that'll actually play kind of a factor later on in the day, um, especially, you know, actually on both days, really. Um, but when I got back down there, you know, that morning, obviously I was concerned about water clarity. I was concerned about, you know, if I'm concerned about water clarity, I was also concerned about water temperatures, you know, muddy water seems to get colder quicker. Um, and I got back there and, and there was just current flowing underneath of that bridge. And I thought, you know, I said it out loud as they're gone, you know, why would you hang out there? Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm sitting there in my kayak and I've got my hatch open and my phone sitting there and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and finally the clock you know turns to six thirty, and I grab my uh Sanko again just like day one and I throw it right back to that same spot and the line jumps and I set the hook and I had a 16 you know and I uh you know submitted that one next cast in very next one 1775 and that's when when I realized like it, it was gonna happen you know it, it I was gonna keep, I was gonna get my limit you know and that's that's all that mattered I think on day 2 for anybody was was picking up the limit.
0: I think uh for the entire tournament it was 18 limits for 2 days?
1: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, very very few. <laughs> so, you know, and then from there it was, you know, especially day 2, I think that's the day that I remember the most. Um, you know, was I hit that 1775 and uh, and then each day right after I hit those two fish, I don't know why I did it but you know I did it on day one so I did the same thing on day two. I put that rig away because um, I don't know if anybody really enjoys catching fish on a wacky rig you know so <laughs> I picked up the square bill and, and started firing it in there and, and banging it around. Um, and it wasn't before you know I hit a 14. I think I hit like a 16 and a quarter or a 16, seven, five. Um, and then, then the two larger fish on my card came in. Um, it was actually pretty cool. I had a couple of guys from New Mexico. Um, one gentleman named Dante and another gentleman named, named, uh, Matt Ramey. And he actually won the big bass. Uh, so congrats to that. Cause that, I watched him catch that one on day one and it was an absolute giant. Um, but so, you know, Matt was pretty close to me. And so I, had, I had hooked into one of those, um, and asked Matt if he'd come over and take a picture and, and, uh, super selfless. He came over, took some shots, you know, said, Hey man, keep it up. You're grinding hard. You know, you need to get, you need to get one more. And, um, Tommy Thompson came in and I hit a 20.5. He took a photo for me. So again, very selfless act to him to take a photo for me. Um, you know, those two fish right there meant a lot. You know, it, it was, it was at that point that I, you know, realized that I was going to be in the top three. Right. I didn't, I didn't know where I was going to really end up unless I got some more upgrades cuz like I said a guy before you know put up 96 and a half inches you know that's that can happen again to anybody you know uh, and so uh, it was a pretty emotional moment at that point you know I I uh it it, it hit me you know that sure. I was in I was in the running for
0: it. Yeah. You know? And I guess uh, the rest is history, right? And, and I'll tell you a funny story about Big Bass. My buddy Kyle Long from Arkansas uh, yeah. posted 95. A,
1: what's that? Didn't he get like a 24 and a quarter?
0: Well, yes, but with the mouth open, it was 25. <laughs> and that's the rules, but he didn't submit that one. Uh, but that's part of the game, and he didn't do it. So yeah. he didn't have it. He had a 24 and a quarter. <laughs> He took a few
1: photos, you're saying, and submitted the one with the mouth closed, right, and not the one with the with the mouth open.
0: And if he's watching this, I'm sorry to pour salt in the wound for him, but uh, either way, still. Uh, yeah, uh, at a 24 inch fish. It don't matter. No, yeah. no, it was PB, yeah. PB. So he was excited. Nobody mad at that. Yeah, we got
2: we got anything going on in the comments? Uh, a bunch of bullshit. Ain't nobody saying nothing. As always, uh,
0: I got David Cruz throwing some hate at me. Uh, <laughs> he snores but he's still my homeboy you know no hate sure. right?
1: mark mark cisnero says that lane was fishing nearby me um it's interesting i know that uh matt ramey uh who you know i mean matt and, and dante they were those guys were i mean i could throw a pebble at them you know and hit them um we had kind of really made good friends over that that 16 hours i sat underneath that bridge for 16 hours straight and Um, I know that Matt had known Lane pretty well. Um, and I had asked him, I said, is is he fishing around us? Or he said, yeah, he's somewhere, he's somewhere down there, but I didn't know, um, how close he was or or where he was catching his fish. But, um, from what I had had heard that he had caught, uh, one fish on day two and decided to leave and go to another spot that he had, uh, pre-fished and done really well at, um, hit like a seven pounder, I think. So, um, you know, that just goes to show that, you know, people take a lot of gambles you know i mean everybody gambles when, when, when you're fishing and um you you know you you follow your your instincts and you follow you know what your gut tells you to do and um it can happen to anybody you know my so fish- did,
2: you, did you find this bridge pre fishing like is this like had you hammered them there during pre fishing or i
0: mean so
1: that that story that i was kind of telling about you know a little earlier when you know josh and i had first got there that first night and we were hitting top water um, that was in the, in the shallow bay right before the bridge. But neither of us, I mean, we, we didn't want to pull down our rods and go, you know, underneath the bridge and, and do anything. So we, we actually never fished the bridge at all. Um, so I didn't actually decide to fish the bridge or ever throw a lure at the bridge until uh, Saturday morning, the morning of the tournament.
2: What told you to do that? I mean, what, like.
0: Uh, like I said
1: earlier, that was the only spot on the lake after pre-fishing for a week that I saw good rock with no vegetation along it. To where I could actually throw, you know, a square bill up along that rock and really bang into it and not be fouled up the entire time.
3: So you saw that the Friday, Friday was last day of pre-fishing, right?
1: Right, I saw that Saturday morning when I went back to that area. Cause I originally gone back there thinking, you know, I'll throw a topwater spook and a buzz bait. Hopefully those bass are blowing up, in, you know, in big bay back there um and uh you know like they had had done i just kind of put faith into that um and then yeah i saw that bridge and i don't know i think something just like gravitated me toward it
2: had anybody been catching fish like i mean was that the loaded into the lake
1: we'll say that again
2: was that the loaded into the lake i mean was, was that where people were doing well free fishing well, on the was it the north end is that correct
1: yeah it was the north okay. end um i actually didn't you know I had heard other people, you know, talking about, like, their experience at at Little Caney. Um, but Josh and I had fished a lot of Little Caney from all the way to the north end, to all the way to the mouth um, throughout um, that tournament. Just because that, that first day, you know, we went into the very far north and caught some fish. And so we were like, well, you know, where else on this, you know, you know, creek are we find some fish? Um, and, and Josh was able to, to find fish in other areas. But I just really, I, I wasn't, you know. Um, and so I just—I don't know—something just told me just to go back there, and and uh, you know, as far as like during the tournament, you know, because that's when I really saw other people back there. Um, I had seen other guys go back there, but like I said, Josh and I had gone different areas on that on that on little Caney. Um, but other guys were catching fish back there. Uh, they were punching. That's where the big bass of the tournament was caught. Um, you know, 15 feet away from me. Um, you know, it. For some reason, like I said, that, that there was a pinch point right there. There was a shallow bay right there, and the wind was blowing into it on day one. And I think that those bass were just positioned right there, knowing that those, those bait fish were going to be pushed right into their faces. you know. Um, but when, as, as you were saying earlier, Jeff, and asking about the water temperatures, as the day progressed on both day one and day two, the water temperatures began to rise. And when that happened, I, my bite slowed down you know, in the afternoons, I would still pick one up every, you know, about half hour or so. Um, But I think the majority of those fish that moved out and started to settle themselves underneath of the vegetation. Um, And that's where you saw a lot of other guys really punching back there and and having good success. I'll
0: tell you something odd about that is the, the Northeast up in uh, coffee Creek and I forget the name of the Northwest Creek of that lake in the Northwest Fork but uh the very tips of those it was a different deal the water was in the mid to high 50s the whole week and there was nothing back. it was dead water back there so that middle creek with that nice water temperature explains why those fish were pushed way up
1: yeah and uh you know only my second time ever fishing lake fork and uh josh going down with josh workman i think is a um, it gives you a lot of, a lot of insight and, and knowledge on the lake because he's been there that, that was his third time. Um, you know, and even just going down to Texas once more, you know, than, than somebody else is a huge advantage, you know? Um, so going down with him and, and him being able to kind of lay out even just kind of, you know, about <laughs> the lake, how, you know, Lake Fort Creek was, is the main feeding Creek into that lake, you know, when it was built, you know? Um, and then you know, talking about little Caney Creek and then, and then Coffee Creek, you know, and, and just gathering some of that information and, and him using some of his wisdom and experience, um, I think definitely play into some of you know, the success that I saw as well, you know, yeah. we're traveling together. Right? And I told Josh on the way down there, you know, uh, this is your truck, you know, and, and, uh, you're driving. So wherever you want to go, like we can go, you know, um, so it's, it could have happened to anybody, you know?
0: Brian Hillman jumped on here and said second place was in Coffee Creek, and I don't mean uh, there's a there's two creeks that flow into that bay there in Coffee Brian, and one of them is in the far northeast corner. There's no ramp there, and that's where that cold uh, muddy water was. I don't know about the main br- uh, uh, branch of Coffee there, but anyway, let's see. Yeah, and-
1: we had we had gone up to. Uh... Uh, the north, what would that be? The northwest section of the lake, um, where I think Tyler Cole might have had smashed him in 2017, um, and I had caught a few fish, and that was actually probably, probably the spot that I had the most confidence in. Um, but again, the water was 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 muddy up there, and it was yeah. you know, significantly cooler than what we had seen at Little Canyon.
0: Well, Ryan, Shane, you got any more questions for him on that?
2: So. When we when we posted up, obviously you know we had some people message us and stuff. So what happened with the bridge? Like I know there were some guys that had that had fished the back of the bay, and maybe you blocked them from getting back to the bay where they had pre-fish. Is that is that true? Like, what's your take on that?
1: So I mean, you know, that bridge area was really small. You know,
2: mm-hmm. it, wasn't,
1: it wasn't bigger than you know twenty five foot by twenty.
2: Right. I saw I saw
3: Mark's pictures that he posted up. Yeah. Yeah, Mark had, what was it, that drone shot with, yeah was it Nate and then somebody on the other side of the bridge, like, kind of yeah. parked
1: right yeah. there? So, you know, that, that picture was shot day two, you know, at about, yeah. gosh, that probably would have been 1130 noon. You know, I, I had already hit 92 and a quarter inches, by, you know, um, but, you know, so that bridge was really small, um, you know, and at that point, like, it comes down to, you know, I knew the fish that and the quality of fish that were, you know, right there that I was currently casting at. Um, and there was a few instances where I had, you know, several different people that came up and said, hey, you know, do you mind if I, you know, sneak around you? And I said, well, you know, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm really smashing them right here. I'd prefer it if you didn't, you know. And uh, there was actually a time when, when this duck boat came, came back there. And, you know, a duck boat, they didn't have a trolling motor. It was just the outboard motor, yeah. you know. And you could hear him from a mile away coming up. So it was right at the time that I had actually hit the 19.75. Um, and he had asked, you know, and I looked at him, I said, are, are you wanting to go back there? And he goes, yeah, oh yeah, but I'll, I'll wait till you get done with the fish. And I said, hey man, I said, I really don't mean to be a dick. But I, I'm in contention to win this thing and I've got some fish down here that I, that I still think can be caught. Um, I said, Would, do you mind? And he said, no, dude, not at all. And he actually fired up his motor and, and he's like, I'll come back later. you know. And, and so it was wasn't long after that that I had hit that twenty point five. You know, and um so in that situation it was, you know, more so of me defending my water, defending the position that I was in, um, you know, and uh just uh wanted to you know, keep fishing. So um, you know, as far as that I, I don't really know that I have anything else to really, you know, comment on with that. So
2: So I don't know, like I don't know about what the laws in Texas are, but like in Tennessee, like you can't block a public waterway, like a bridge at all. Like you can't obstruct. So like we have a a place that looks very similar to what you fished on, uh, on Chickamauga in Dayton. And like, I mean, pretty much like it's, it's covered with bass, but it's like the back is just shallow stumps and a pad field Mm -hmm. and the front is, is a pinch point where it's, you know, it's big stump rock. And especially in the spring, like that's where I caught my personal best fish on Chickamauga. They they'll get up and they'll bed right against that chunk rock but it's like it's like an interstate like I mean there's you know 10 15 boats all day and there's crappie fishermen too so like you're constantly like reeling up your line let somebody go I mean nobody's trying to fish your fish but but still like you know for passage wise like yeah. I don't know uh, well, I, I, and again on, I, don't really, I don't know anything about Texas I've fished there once in my life so
0: Nate would you, would you say no, um, you
1: know when I said, you know, I'd, I'd really rather you not, you know, I'm, I'm catching fish right here and, and, you know, for them to say, oh, OK, well, that that's cool. I said, but no, really, like you can come back here if you, if you really want, like you can come back here. No, no, it's cool. You know, um, at that point, that's 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 their choice. You know, right? that's um, a touchy situation,
0: you know, I'm sure, during a tournament. So you guys, you know, what I mean, I, did you I don't think you straight up said no or did you just say please don't and people just backed off?
1: Yeah, I, you know, it was, yeah, please don't explain to them, hey, I'm catching fish here. Um, but if you really want to go through, like, you can go through, you know. Anybody and anybody that, that point that's That's their choice. You know? got you. Did anybody go through? Yeah, there was a, there was a few guys that went through, um, probably three or four. Um, and, again, most of those guys that went through, um, that, was, that was day two. Nobody, I, I don't, if I don't remember right, um, went through on day one. Yeah, not that I can remember.
2: How much um, water was on the other side? It looked like it was a small kind of channel that you were in.
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea. I didn't go past the bridge. You know, I mean, I went to the other side of the bridge on day one and fished. You know, I was sitting on the south, or the north side of the bridge, casting south, um, but I didn't really fish much of that area. Um, I, I focused on the bridge. I threw my my lure at that bridge for 16 hours straight. Well, Nate, mm-hmm.
0: um, I know you grinded for two days. The Little Caney was hot. I think there were twenty five, thirty boats up in there. Um, uh, that's not an easy situation to navigate. It sounds like mm-hmm. you guys figured it out on the water there a little bit. And yes. uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Um Yeah.
1: No, I think I think with that it's it's uh, you know, a competition is a competition, you know. And we all, I think, everyone wants you know to do to do well in the competition, um, and tensions can get just high during a tournament. You know, there's emotion there. I think we all fish with emotion, we all fish with passion. Um, but at the end of the day, if you know, we can go home, congratulate each other, uh, and, and understand that uh, you know we're you know a community of anglers who are doing something that we all enjoy, um, that we all want to continue to do. Um, and that we're all going to continue to do. Um, you know, I think that that's what's important to take away from it. It's it's it, it, uh, other than that, it's it's just, uh, you know, I suppose water underneath the bridge.
0: <laughs> Literally. Be- no. Hey, Hang tight no. just a second, everybody. We're going to take a quick pause and jump right back in here. We're back in, and uh still in here with Nate, Ryan, and Shane. Uh, going to the comments here, what do we got?
3: we got to have some juicy ones.
0: Somebody said it's snowing where they are. Uh, Rob 85. Kent, 85 where you're at, Shane? No yeah. good. Yeah.
2: yeah, good thing you left.
0: Nate? <laughs> I'm stuck oh, in a damn that- tornado tonight in Macon, Georgia. Nate, is it snowing up there yet, or are you still good?
1: Not yet. I think we've got some coming at us tomorrow, so we'll see, we'll see how much we get. I uh, I put the kayak away for the, for the end of the season, so uh, it can snow as much as it wants because then we'll get, we'll get out there on some ice fishing. I don't know if you Southern boys know what that is yet. I don't know
0: nothing about that life. <laughs> no. Not.
1: I'm, I'm pretty new into it. I'm still learning, but it's a lot of fun. You guys get a chance to go out and do some ice fishing take take up the opportunity it's a i good think day.
2: i think me and shane and jeff are going to fish with mike McKinstry. we're going to pitch a pup tent out there and
0: yeah
2: all That's get in the, the same hole so we got the, that
0: now going in these <laughs> these comments it's kind of a split deal i got people in here saying it's big enough to be worth blocking uh
3: on the bridge thing yeah on
0: the bridge thing where are you at uh let's see here it's a competition. You guys, I
3: mean, Nate, you can touch on this too. If, if roles were reversed, if you had pre prefish an area and then uh, on the day of the tournament you got there and someone was fishing the bridge, are you, are you backing off and giving them the space? Or are you saying, look, man, I know you're on them, but I've got to get to my spot. So you got to give me a few minutes to get past you.
1: Yeah, I think that the second answer is probably what I would say. Um, but, you know, like that's not what was said. Uh, mm-hmm. I would thought uh, okay that 's cool you know and um and then when when I reiterated, yeah you know you you can pass through um it was again you know it 's cool, um and so you know at that point you know if 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 that was me in that situation, um to be honest i think i'd pro- I probably would call the tournament director and say hey i you know i, I pre fished this area back here i 'd really like to get back there and fish it um, is there anything that uh that you can help me out with that I can do here you know and and at that point, you know um, I know at that point, you know, I've done, I've done what I can. Um, it's hard to fix something, you know, or um, look back at something and be upset if, you know, proactive measures, you know, and, and truly not communicating, you know, how important it was to go back there. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Um, and so that, that's kind of, you know, I, I suppose the, the avenue that I would take. Um, but, you know, again, it's a fishing tournament i think you know anybody's mind is focused on just catching fish you know um so it's hard to kind of think of those things at the moment you know and and uh you know or even be able to to converse and have a conversation um in in a deeper detail when when you are focused on catching fish you know
0: i'll go back to our state championship a few a few weeks before the toc we had some instances like that where uh some guys yielded water from the ramp. They pulled up to the same kind of remote ramp, knew a guy was in the running and and took off. Now this may be a little different with their multiple people that are in the top 10 fighting for that spot. Um, But sounds like y'all tried to handle it on the water and, and, you know, worked out, worked out for some. I mean, it sounds like most of the top 10 was up in the, in that Creek. I don't know.
1: Yeah. You know, it is, you know, when you've got a small area like that and and quite a few guys, um, you know, even, you know, you think about Lake Fork, it's a bigger lake, but you know, a a lake can really shrink very quickly when the bite is very specific. Um, and there's a very specific, uh, presentation that you have to, um, and that, and that shrinks a lake and it makes it tough. You know, I think a lot of people knew that the vegetation was, was where the fish were holding, you know, except for my area it was on the rock um you know so that that shrinks the lake and that makes it you know people start to scramble you know your spots aren't producing and you start to run you know um i think anybody does that in a tournament when you're when you're really searching for those fish and trying to you know fill your card.
0: yeah well uh any more questions on that fellas i didn't see anything well there's a few more comments coming in here uh (coughs) i want to get into what's coming up in 2019 nate i know uh your tournament angle obviously but you were big involved with getting the midwest or you know kind of the the man behind it all they got the midwest going you were rumored to be part of the kbf region are you doing anything with any major trails uh this coming season? No.
1: so i know that uh midwest is coming out with their schedule pretty soon um so that's going to be pretty exciting it sounds like they've got some awesome lakes lined up um and then uh you know as far as kayak you know bass fishing goes um, you know, guys, I'm just really excited, especially after this opportunity to look forward into next year and, and just tournament fish and just be an angler myself. Um, I think, as we all know, you know, uh, directing tournaments is, is a really tough it, it's a tough thing to do. You know, you um, have got a lot of people that, uh, you know, instill their trust into you and, and uh, count on you to to be reliable and to um, do all sorts of those things. And I've got, you know, a lot of other uh, things to look forward to. Um, starting a family, uh, having an opportunity to go fish Hobie Worlds, which is you know going to be an incredible uh, experience, and I get to do that with some awesome people, um, you know. So I'm I'm going to focus on, on on tournament fishing again. I really missed that this year. Um, I think that that's where my heart is. I think that's um, you know where I can you know display the best you know passion of, of you know what kayak fishing is to me um, while doing that. So sure. I'm I'm going to focus on that.
0: Ryan, what do you got coming? You got any uh, info to drop? So, uh, me,
2: me and me Shane both uh, we're we're working on we got Three Rivers Throwdown lockdown uh, for next year. I think it's going to be a KBF Trail event um, at Squirrel Bluff Park down there. They're they're all in on it. Uh, yeah. it it'll be a good time if, if you like moving water. If you've never fished moving water, um, both the the Okmulgee and the Flint. Offer good moving water. The Chattahoochee will give you both. You can fish moving water or, you know, lake-like conditions, so there's not an excuse for anybody with flippers not to come. Uh, you know, everybody can find a spot down there. No, it really is. Um, we're going to host it in May this
3: year, so hopefully we've got a little bit more stable weather. But, yeah, like Ryan said, if you've been wanting to try a swift water tournament like that, this is the one to hit. There's going to be so many fish caught. Um It'll be a great way to, to get out there and not have to grind for once. It, it should be really, really fun. High numbers of fish. Uh, hopefully some big things. And
0: we're hoping uh, to have some other breaking news on here in the next week or two. Uh, down, at, down at TOC, Cody actually leaked some stuff about the future of that tournament and maybe some stuff beyond just that tournament. Talking about the changing uh, or changing the face of kayak tournament fishing with some stuff he has coming throughout some teasers. I don't really know what he means, but In when the he face? comes, changing game changer, hey, gonna change the game, no. change the no, game, okay. change the face,
2: changing the game,
0: the and game the, face. Or the face, both
2: the game,
0: the game face, changing the game face, changing all of it. The game okay. all of it. The game. No, uh, but. I don't know what that means. So whenever he comes out with it, we'll have him. Maybe we'll have him on here and talk about that when that when that comes down the road. And it, someone else it, on the, here
1: too. I think to touch base on on Cody, dude. They they really did run an awesome event this year. Um, you know, it went smooth. I think you know. I mean, the last experience that I had was in 2016, and um, you know waiting there for a while with friends as they waited to kind of find out the results it, you know, this year was an awesome experience. I think that everybody could agree. I mean, we had some, some awesome food, you know, to kick things off um, some awesome, you know, prizes and sponsors that were a part of that. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like I anger, you know, ran, you know, really well for myself. I never had any issues with it. Um, but uh, you know, I think that that was probably one of the most fun events that I've been to all year. Um, And and I think uh, they deserve a lot of credit for that.
0: Something else. uh, Dwayne Wally attended the event, used I and actually hung out with Michael Bishop and they Uh, kicked around ideas and and did things how you're supposed to, you know, partnered up and and talked about things.
2: And those are two, I mean, those are two good guys that have been in it since the beginning. I respect both of them. I've used both platforms and and I mean, I've never had any trouble with either one. And I, I think, you know, They've been here pioneer it since the beginning. So any tournament that runs either one of those, I won't have any hesitation on fishing.
1: That's right. Speaking, yeah.
2: of, speaking of tournaments running one of those, uh, Ron Champion is running, uh, he, he puts on a benefit tournament every year. Uh, I think he said December 8th and 9th. It's called the Rack Tournament. It basically benefits uh, like Christmas for Kids, sort of uh, a family-style charity. If anybody wants to get in on that, it's posted on Tourney X
3: that's that's an online tournament national tournament
2: yeah mm-hmm. it is
3: so we'll be um we'll be fishing bluegrass's dale hollow that weekend right yep so we can double dip yeah so anybody that's planning to, to fish that i know we've got some groups heading up there um you can jump in on that one too and good
2: deal i hear Wayland will be there
3: that's what i hear i'm hoping i sneak onto their team since my tvk boys kicking me out
2: um we're trying to win bro <laughs> oh okay
3: yeah, uh, we don't
0: need that. well uh like i said yeah. we got some good folks coming on here in the in the next few weeks and and over the winter, uh, i know half the country is going to be locked in and ice fishing maybe we can get some of you ice fishing boys to go live with us from one of those huts or something these times
2: if, if, that if you, you don't got Wi-Fi. wi-fi in texas they ain't got wi-fi in a hut i'll go and tell man. you that.
0: <laughs> i don't know man maybe
3: uh, um, I don't want to, I don't want to get in trouble, but going back to next year's rails, I think the, uh, the southeast region for KBF was the last one, nail everything down. <clears throat> and we've been working on that this week. I think all the other regions are pretty well set. Um, so I think, I think gonna... in the next two weeks or so, um, KBF will announce all of the region's schedules.
0: Richard but, dropped uh, November 16th to me as a date. Does that oh, sound good, right? He
3: already said the date. Yeah. Okay. So November 16th is uh, is the date that we were given. I didn't know Richard already made that public.
0: No, no, no. That's what he told me. So maybe that's public. now. Yeah. Good you spots just, coming on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so Jeff be public. it's public. Thanks. For, sorry, Richard. It's public. Um, maybe we can go next show that week. We can go over some of those lakes and talk about the regions. That'd be kind of fun because it's going to be, uh yeah. You know, I think that's going to be a good format. So, um, anyway, we've been on here dang near an hour, dragging on. I got to get to bed, but uh
2: we got to show off Ryan's outfit.
0: Let's see it. Talk oh. about,
2: hey, check it out. We got we got the shirts, the hats. Check. We got. I made some hoodies too. Just we're gonna. Oh, there you
3: oh. go! Oh, look at that big old bass, janks.
2: So we're probably gonna do like a pre-order thing on hoodies. If anybody wants one, you can get on the website and pre-order. I just got our our actual bank account set up today. So the way my bank account set up is, I had to have it set up before you could buy anything. So the store is gonna be live next week. We'll be ready to ship and uh, load them up, boys. Nice.
0: Uh. Nate, thanks for coming on here, man, and breaking down the whole tournament for us. I know, uh, you know, some of the questions from the crowd about bridges and blocking spots and different things can be tough to answer, but it sounds like you handled it um, the right way. So we appreciate that and being willing to answer all that. Uh, you know, good luck at Hobie Worlds and, and good luck with your twenty nineteen season. And uh, I don't know when your babies do, but congrats on that, man.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And yeah, thanks for having me on here. It's uh, It's been fun and I look forward to a Hobie world. It's I'm I'm excited to see where we're headed. So where
3: is Where's it at coming? next year?
2: Louisiana?
1: We haven't heard yet. Uh, I was just told that uh, I, w- I would need a passport. So I'm going to be going Oh, here.
2: really? Ooh, like South America or Australia or somewhere far off.
1: You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's been interesting. Almost anybody that I've talked to the first two that are always thrown out, you know, and these are just guesses is South America or Australia. I, I swear I
2: heard that. I don't, I don't like Hobies at all, but I swear I heard that.
1: <laughs>
2: <You should try laughs>
1: <to> Hobie, man. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I mean, despite, I think, regardless of where it goes, I think, uh, you know, from what I've heard, um, Hobie Worlds is an experience like another. You know, they, they really drive to, to, you know, show you and, and integrate you with the culture that, you know, and, and the species of fish that you're fishing for um, that, uh, you know, they kind of just roll out the red carpet and that's, that's the one that, uh, that you want to go to. And, you know, I think as, as any kayak angler, when we, you know, when I first found out what the TOC was, uh, and then found out that it was a Hobie world's qualifier, I think that, um, any kayak angler just starting out that that's kind of a dream, you know, yeah. and, uh, that was a dream of mine. And, and for that to kind of come to fruition and, and to be able to have the opportunities that I do, and to have the luck, you know, uh, fall my way, you know, just is an incredible thing, and I'm truly thankful and and appreciate everybody's support and encouragement. It's been it's been pretty surreal.
2: Awesome. I know. I know Jay got pretty inter- integrated with the culture last year at the Hobie World. I talked to him. He, said that he was is very integrated. Uh, keep an yeah. eye on Eric Siddiqui. Please don't. Uh, I've I've hosted him myself. Please keep an eye on his integration level as well. Ryan integrated him. <laughs>
1: no, I'm, I'm actually really Our excited country. to be able to go with those guys. I, I've never uh, actually met Eric um, or talked to him in person. Um, I've exchanged some words with, with Ron, um, and Ron's a world-class angler. Um, so to be able to go with somebody who's, who's been there and had the experience, I'm also going with, with another uh, two-time Hobie Open mm-hmm. champion, I believe um so you know just to have the opportunity to join those guys and and represent the united states is just going to be an incredible experience and um, i look forward to
2: it ron's responsible don't let eric fall asleep in your truck (laughs) i'll leave it there
0: (laughs) all right well hey fellas thanks again uh, for watching and we'll jump back on here next wednesday thanks again nate y'all have a good night all right see y'all